They're our healer, our salvation's name. This morning, we're going to lift it in praise. And we're going to declare that we've actually already won the victory. Yes. It's been done for us, people. Yeah. And we're going to give the Lord praise for that truth this morning. Amen. Chains are broken, because you have spoken. It is finished on the cross. Now I'm living in your freedom. Cause Jesus, you have set me free.
Lord is good. And I'm not about to text that. We'll put it on Twitter. Hashtag X. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, I'm just losing my voice a bit now. It's a bit unfortunate. I just wanted to share with you something. A scripture from Matthew 11. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent the disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? And Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. You know that Jesus that they were talking about way back then, it is the same Jesus then as He is now, as He will ever be. He is our healer. He is our provider. There is nothing that can be thrown up in our faces that cannot be overcome by the power of the Almighty God. And this morning as we sing this next song, it's going to declare those things and we are going to declare them over our lives. No matter what our circumstances are at the moment, no matter where we've been just even 10 minutes ago, we're going to declare these truths over our lives because He is stronger than anything else in the world. of the blind there's no one like you none like you into the darkness into the darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you he is greater our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, oh. Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like 
is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then God Almighty, yet you are such an intimate God that you would desire to be with every single one of us and you are with us right now. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you honour. We glorify you in this place. Thank you, God, for what you want to do here today. Thank you for what you want to do in each one of our lives. We open ourselves up. We, We give you permission to have your way here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome to church. Hey, good to have you in church today. Is it still raining out there? It's stopped. Well, it's raining in here, I tell you. (laughs) I say, Holy Spirit, rain down. He is here. And anything can happen when God is here. Amen. Are you expectant? Yes. Great. Awesome. You may be seated. 
If you're here with us for the first time today, it is fantastic to have you here with us. We give you a special welcome. And if you haven't already received one of our welcome packs, we would love you to pick one up on your way out the door. On your right-hand side, you'll see some gift packs there, some white gift bags. And we'd love to get to know you more too. There is a card inside if you'd like to fill it out and pop it into uh, one of our giving boxes. That would be fantastic and we would love to to be in touch with you. Church, how about you welcome our guests with us today? Great. Well, our our seats are uh, back to... um, Well, no, they're not the same the way they were, but yeah, we're we're changing our seats around. But we had a fantastic um, day yesterday to honour Stephen Pierce's life. And I've just, I just spot, is that Kieran down there? Yeah, Kieran's dad. Wow. An incredible, amazing dad who, who, yes, he went way too early. Our time is coming, isn't it, to all of us. And he was full of vitality, yet here we were yesterday giving his life um, honour because he was an incredible man. Wow. And he, he was seeking after God. And here he is today. Here we are glorifying God here. And Stephen is right in his midst. Uh, so we go, we're going there. I'm going there. I don't know about you. I'm going there. One day I'm going there. So it was great to, to honour his life yesterday. So God, I thank you for Kieran and for Joan and, and for Kieran's brother, Jason. I thank you for your comfort and your strength to be with them, your presence to be with them right now and ongoing. God, thank you for your comfort. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, I want to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries this morning. Have we had some... And somebody, Gabby, 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 happy birthday. Somebody tells me that we have a brand new baby. Sarah and Mike, I just spotted them. Sarah and Mike are here with little Joshua. Do you want to come up? Born just this week. You are doing amazing to bring Joshua into the house of God today. Well done. Incredible. Congratulations. I know everyone's a bit hesitant to clap because we don't know what want to wake Joshua if he's asleep. <laughs> and Sarah's birthday. So Sarah's birthday was Tuesday. Joshua was born Monday. And wedding anniversary yesterday. Oh, and Nana. And Nana's, Nana's yesterday, was it? Nana's on Thursday, a a week of celebrations. (laughs) Have we we got everyone? And Margot, are you you coming here or not? No, she's going the other way. (laughs) Have we got anyone else? Birthdays, anniversaries. Oh, we don't want to miss out on chocolate, do we? Happy birthday. Right, church, let's stand. Oh, turns two. Oh, 
you get chocolate. Well, let's pray a blessing upon our family. Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Woohoo! Great to celebrate together as a family, isn't it? Well, what month is this month? Yes, it is October and it is, yes, Church in Action, CIA, Church in Action, in October, Church in Action is all year round. I just need to keep saying that, but we're proactive in October, giving the push in October. We all need the push. So October is our church's Church in Action, CIA, Okay, I just want to run through quickly a few things that we're doing. There is a clipboard going around. Who's got the clipboard right now? 24-7 prayer. It's down there. It's going to be coming your way. When the clipboard comes your way, it is. We are praying 24-7, church, in October. Isn't that great? 24-7 prayer. We are praying for our city. So when the clipboard comes your way, go and pop your name down in one or two or three or five or ten spaces and um, make sure you put it in your diary as well so you remember when you've put your name down to pray and we are all praying together as a church so that's great so the the prayer points the the list of prayer points for this has been sent out on friday if you get our emails you would have received those on friday we'll be sending them out again Um, any queries with that then contact us Uh, Also food packs, did you see food packs out there in the foyer? Food packs, food bags. So we normally do food bags every year and that's you get to take a bag away and you get to fill it up with groceries for our food bank. Our food bank is in high demand in our community, high demand, which is really sad, isn't it? Um, So, but we get the privilege of filling that food bank up so that it can be used, utilised, and I think I love the idea of the food packs because if you're like me, it's really, really easy to forget to bring your groceries in on a Sunday, isn't it? And you're like, oh no, I forgot the things for the food bank. So you can just, when you purchase your coffee, you just go on up and you say, oh, I'll have a food pack with that, and five, ten dollar, fifteen, twenty dollar food pack, and that food pack pack will get placed into the food bank. So um, if you're rushing out the door afterwards, after our gathering, there is a slip that you can pick up and it's got the the bank account number on it. You can do it throughout the week. Oh, I'll pop, pop $20 into the food bank and that will purchase that amount of food for the food bank. Isn't that great? I like it, nice and easy. Very good. And we get to fill up that food bank to be a blessing to our community. Also, we have got CIA, this is what I'm calling it anyway, CIA, take the initiative. CIA, take the initiative. What do you think that is? (laughs) Take the initiative. (laughs) Do something, do something. This week, take the initiative. In your workplace, wherever you are, be the church in action. What can I do? How can I be a blessing? What does my neighbour need? What does that person that I, that I meet down the street need? What does my workplace need? 
Oh man, they just need a bunch of flowers to be encouraged. I'm gonna get a bunch of flowers. Whatever it is, take the initiative. Take the initiative this week. Next week, we're gonna actually give you some ideas as well. But this week, how about you try and take the initiative and try and beat all of the ideas that we give you next week and go, oh, I've already done all those. So take the initiative this week, CIA. Take the initiative. Also, Community Link Expo is happening next Sunday. So next Sunday, we're gonna have Expo out there and you get to to have a little bit more of a look into what's happening with through Community Link. There is a lot happening. So that'll be great. Also, what's on the 16th of October? Muckin. We are coming here at 10 o'clock. Not 10.30, 10 o'clock. And we are gonna come in our old clothes and we are going to gather here very briefly and then we are going out to our community. We will give you areas to go into and groups and we're gonna muck in together and bless our community, do some painting, do some gardening and then we're gonna finish with a barbecue out in the community there. So that's gonna be great. Muck in. We're gonna have fine weather that day. Fine weather. Thank you, Lord. And then Monday, end of the month, Monday 31st of October, we are coming here for the light party. The light party is happening an alternative to Halloween. Kids come from all around the community. It's in their um, newsletters in, the, in the, all the primary schools in the community. Wow, they love it. I'm usually here serving in the um, cafe. Come and serve with me in the cafe. All the parents get to come and have coffee and cake in the cafe. So I tell you, I'm always like, whoa, there's people, the kids are lining up outside in the car park to get in the door. And I, most of the kids and the parents, I do not know them. They are not people from here. Yes, yay. <laughs> they are people from in our community. And so they come in here and it's incredible. So we need a team of people to help um, put it all together because um, it's, I, I'm always amazed at how we make this place look like and a, a kid's dream, fantasy, um, what yeah, they can only dream of. Come, come in here and it's all games and food and lollies and all of that and they have an absolute ball. They come into church and go, whoa-ho-ho, this is amazing, I want to come back. Yes, that's what they're going to say. So, <laughs> okay, yes, I'm getting a little bit dramatic. But I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because we've got the community coming in, but we're all going to be here, aren't we? So you can sign up at the Hub, sign up. We need to all join together to put this on and make it a fantastic event for our community and bless them so that they don't have to go out in the streets knocking on doors and doing all that. Well, they can come here for lollies. That's great. So we've got all that. Awesome. Kids, you're in here today. Isn't that great? Thank you, teachers. Thank you, kids, ch teachers, kids, church leaders. You are amazing. We so appreciate you. Yes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the day off today. The kids are staying in today. There are, there are activity sheets down the back. Kids, what we want you to do is when you get your sheets, if you could please bring them back to where you were sitting with whoever you came to church with this morning sit there and enjoy um, the activity sheets and if you like you could count how many times Pastor Sheridan says 
God. Okay? How many times he says God? And I do have, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I do have some chocolates. So come and see me after the gathering and tell me how many times you see God now. I might give you a chocolate. Okay? Kids only. Great. Well, we're going to celebrate communion together. Isn't that good? Yes. So I want to welcome Peter Height. Peter Height is our young adults leader. He does an incredible job. How about you give him a great big hand? Peter Height. Yeah. And in case you didn't know, did you know he's engaged? He's engaged. Yeah. And when's the wedding date? 6th of, 6th of January. Exciting. Exciting. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Jan. Hey, that's not far away. Melina and I just give, give us a wave, Melina. She loves it when I do this. Yeah, doesn't she look stunning? Yeah, just say yeah, just say yeah. <laughs> Come on. We just had our engagement party on Friday night, which was awesome. Wow. Let's get into it. Hey, this morning I'm going to read from Titus 3, 4 to 5. So it says, But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. Let me read that one more time. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us, not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. There's a couple of points that I want to bring out of this today and then have a response at the end. The first is that He saved us. He saved us. It's so simple, but so important. God saved us. It wasn't by our strength. It wasn't by what we could do or who we are. We could never obtain to the standard that He had for us. It was He that saved us. We could not save ourselves. There was nothing that we could to meet the standard that God required. So He sent Jesus, His Son, because of His love, His kindness, and His mercy for us. And you know what? If we think that we can save ourselves and we forget that it's God who saved us, then we've allowed pride to get into our lives. We've allowed pride in. And you know what? In Proverbs 3.34, it says, God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble and the oppressed. I don't know about you, but I want to know God's favour on my life. I want to know His favour. We are able to receive the grace, His grace through Jesus. Not pride, not living in pride, but receiving grace through Jesus because what He did upon the cross. The second is, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done. I love the fact that it's not about what we have done. As I said, it's not a standard that we have to obtain to because we could never meet it. We could never reach it. It's not about who we are. It's not about what we've done. It's about God and His mercy reached down to a fallen people, us. And He's pulled us up. He's given us this opportunity to live in freedom. Jesus said, I haven't come. Well, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life to the full, a life abundantly, which I think is pretty incredible. 
And the funny thing is, if that we were able to save ourselves, or if we were able to meet the standard by ourselves and, and God, uh, and that happened, then God would be affirming our flesh. He'd be affirming us and saying, okay, you can do it by yourself. We don't need God. Because why would we need God if we could meet it by ourselves? But instead, God said, no, there's nothing you can do. You need me. And he sent his son. So we're called to rest in his grace. The grace of Jesus, what he did upon the cross for us. And I know that when I struggle, when I strive, when I push in my own strength, it doesn't work. But when I rest in the grace of God and what Jesus did upon the cross for you and I, then I find peace. Then I find fullness of life. Then I find this ease that is of God. So this morning, as we take the emblems together, can you ask yourself this? And I'm going to ask myself this. Where have you let pride in? Is there an area in your life that you have allowed pride in? And I pray that you would ask for forgiveness and that we would learn to rest in the grace of God through Christ Jesus and all that He's done for us. So let me pray, then we'll take the emblems together. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us. That there's nothing that we could ever do to obtain to a standard to reach or to obtain a mark that is before us. God, but you have done it all for us. By your mercy, by your grace, through your kindness and your love, you reached out to us, Lord, so undeserving. And you have saved us. God, this morning we thank you. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us. And Lord, I pray that anywhere that there is pride, Holy Spirit, you would reveal that to us and we would humble ourselves before you and refocus our eyes on you and say, you are the one who has saved us. And it's through you that we have life and life to the full. Lord, I pray that we would learn to rest in your grace. Amen. Take the emblems as you are ready. time to be able to just continue connecting with God after acknowledging what He's done for us. It means we can come boldly before His throne and worship, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. And I love that. And there's a Heavenly Father who is so delighted that we came this morning, so delighted. And during the prayer meeting um, this morning, we got this picture um, God showed me of him as a, as a dad, kind of like at Christmas, this big pile of presents, kind of bluey coloured presents. I'm sorry, they should have been green, but hey, that's what happens with pictures, you don't always get to choose them. <laughs> Massive pile of presents. And what took my breath away was the fact that each present, different shapes, different sizes, but they're all wrapped personally by God with your name written on it, your personal name. So he knew you were coming this morning and he's been excited 
excited and can't wait. As a parent now, I kind of get a little bit more of a glimpse of what that means when you can't wait for your kid to find something out. You get delighted in it. And the other part in the service that God showed me that kind of broke my heart a bit was the fact that as He was giving out all these presents as you're coming this morning, there was actually, the power was so much bigger than I could possibly have imagined. And there were still names written on those cards. There were still names written on those presents. And, and God's heart was like, there's not, not everyone's here this morning that He desires to give a gift to. It's our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our aunties and uncles, our workmates, our, um, you know, our neighbours, that their names are written on those presents and God desires to give them to Him and He's waiting and He's eager. And maybe, just maybe, we are a part of giving those gifts away. Maybe it's not a fact about getting them in the door to get God to give them the present. Maybe God's going, okay, take the present, take it with you into your workplace, take it to your neighbour next door and give the gift of who I am to the people. So as we worship, let's stand to our feet. As, as we communicate with God, because that's what worship is. It's not about singing, it's communication with God. It's a relationship. As we lift our hearts to Him, allow Him also to give His heart back to us and talk to us. Yeah? Allow that to come through as we sing this morning. So if you're hungry, if you're thirsty for God, let that be known to Him this morning. Thank you, Lord.
over everything. Our God reigns forever. Your kingdom reigns. Not just in this earth, but in the earth again. Our God reigns for eternity.
break our walls down. Spirit, break out. Heaven, come down. Blessing, spirit, break out. Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Break them down, break them down, break them down. Spirit, break out. If you've got something in your life or in your family or whatever, and, and I know there are some, I'm going to come and play, pray with you, Jonathan and Caroline. If you've got something in your world, in your family, something that is beyond human remedy, can you lift your hand? You need an answer. It's beyond human remedy. Hold your hand up. Great. Look around you. See where hands are held up. Can you gather around these people? Let's declare over them that our God reigns, the power of God's kingdom come in Jesus' name. Give him thanks that the answer is already on the way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
Lord, we declare your sovereignty over this family in the name of Jesus, over Murray particularly, Lord, we declare your sovereignty in the name of Jesus. We declare healing over his body in the name of Jesus. Father, what's in his body isn't of the kingdom, so we command it to go in Jesus' name. We command it to go. There's no right to be there and has no right to take residence in him. Father, we curse every cell that's not uh, representing your kingdom and we declare life, we declare health, we declare wholeness in Jesus' name. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in His body, in Jesus' name. We declare your kingdom and your blessing over them as a family and we give you great thanks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for miracles. Thank you, God, that you're the answer when there is no answers. Thank you for healing. Thank you for God ideas. Thank you for kingdom inspiration. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're on the job, that you're not sleeping. Thank you that you're there 24-7. And thank you that we can call on you, that we can take hold of you. In Jesus' name, we declare the truths of God's kingdom over every person, over every circumstance. In Jesus' name. While we were singing, I just got the, the sense that Jesus is in the place, Jesus is in the house. And uh, He wants us to know that we need to become like Jacob right now in this time. Become like Jacob and say, God, I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. God, I'm not going to let go of you until I get the answer. God, I'm taking hold of your promises and I'm not letting go until they manifest in my life. Like what Sheridan said for Caroline and Jonathan, I believe that's a word specifically for you as well. Do not let go of what God has said to you. You take hold of it until it manifests. You got sickness in your body, you take hold of your healing. You got financial problems, you take hold of God's prosperity. Take hold of Jesus because He is the answer. Yeah, great. 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 God is a good God. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lance. Our God is a great God. Well, while we're saying thank you to God, this week we paid for it. It's all signed, sealed, delivered. We got the keys and everything else for the medical clinic. Isn't that good? Fantastic. So that's a big step forward with our campus vision for the future. So that's we're celebrating in God. That's good. Well, just before you sit down, now as you sit down, take a breather because I'm going to get you to stand back up. I need nine volunteers. You need to be able to pray publicly for a period of 30 seconds, roughly. Come, nine, nine of you. Brilliant, brilliant. I think, it, I think it'll work on the screen, hopefully. Yeah, come on. Good. Oh, look at you, all in a nice straight line even. There's only eight there. Have we got nine now? One, two, three, four, five, six, six. There's only seven there. Eight. Seven, eight. One more. Nine. Well done. It's great. Give them a hand. 
So, so CIA prayer 24-7, we've got nine prayer points that we're praying for uh, throughout the month. So I thought, why don't we start today by praying for the nine points and I'll get these guys to pray. I'll let you know which one. Um, I'll get these guys to pray sort of 30 seconds into one. You can pray for whatever one lights your fire on the, on the board, on the screen, but let's all pray out loud, eh, and really lift these things to God. I'm expecting God to do something special this month. And, um, and it's just a great opportunity to be able to pray together. Good? We've got an agreement, people. Do you remember our agreement? Is it good? Thank you. Very good. Great. That was quite impressive, actually, wasn't it? Okay. Let me give you your one. Um, and then I'll turn my mic off and go down the line. You could stand up for this. would be good, wouldn't it? Here we go. You can pray that God would mobilise the church, breaking the lie that people keep telling themselves that they can't do what he's asked them to do. Good? Go for it. Father God, you say in your word that I am, I am the I am God, Lord. Father God, we just pray that you'll mobilise this church, that they believe that you are the I am God that the I can't will never enter their lips, Lord, because you are the I am God. You're the author of all things, Father God. You're the creator of all things. Thank you, Jesus, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Lord, thank you that you are moving through our city, Lord. Lord, I pray for the people that have known you in the past but have walked away, Lord. I pray for those people, particularly in Hamilton City, Lord, that you will stir their hearts, that you will speak to us as believers and that you will touch us to touch them, Lord, that you will rise them up, Father, that we can be a city of strength because of you, Lord, that we can go out to the city and that your word will be spoken in every corner of this city, Lord, that we will touch and we will stir the people up, Lord, so that they will know you in a whole new, real way, Lord, and they will see mighty things happen in this city. God, I just pray that you just rise up within us in urgency, Lord, that you put salvation of friends and family and people around us on our hearts that it wouldn't be just like, oh, let's just do this, but let's, we need to do this, Lord. Give Thank us God. such an urgency about it, Lord God. God. And I just pray for salvations. I just pray for a, an uprising of faith for salvations, Lord Thank God. You God. Yep. Thank you for the salvations that we're going to see. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Come on, lift our voices as we're Thank praying. you, Father. God, I thank you for encounters in this Come city, on. Father. I thank you, Father, thank that God's salvations, Lord God, for the hearts of the this city, Father. God, I thank you that we speak life into them. God, that every person in this city knows you, Father. That God, every person in this city feels you, Lord God. God, I thank you that you awaken our senses. That God, that not only can we feel you, but we can hear you, we can see you, we can taste you. God, I thank you that we can smell you, Lord God. God, God, awaken our senses, God, and give us encounters in the city that we've never experienced before. God, I speak those encounters into the city in Jesus' name. And I expect to see them, Lord God. We expect to see them in the city in Jesus' name. God, raise our expectations, Father, to see encounters in the city in Jesus' name. Lord, I break poverty over the city right now. Lord, I say this is that is not of you. Lord, I say right now, poverty does not exist anymore. We speak into a future that that is a future of just, Lord, financial blessing, Lord, over Hamilton right now. Lord, I birth strategies and situations where people can go, you know what, let's move from this box to this box. Let's make Hamilton great, Lord. 
We just pray for uh, you to birth dreams and ideas in people, Lord. Ideas that that, uh, spur up a change, Lord, the the change Hamilton needs to see. Father, break this. The the spirit of poverty is no longer existing in your name. We speak against it, Father. We we say in in Jesus' name it is God, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord God, we thank you that you are a good, good God. Yes. That you Ah. have come here and you have saved us from our sins. Yes. Lord God, that that we get to be ambassadors for you, Lord God. Yes. Your word says, put on Christ, Lord God. Yes. We say, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Yeah. So Lord God, I just no, pray that we wouldn't call ourselves Christians and know nothing, but we'd be absolutely purposed in everything we thank do you, for you, Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. Thank you. That we would lift your name up high in every thank place you. we put our foot. Thank you, thank you. That this place, Hamilton, would know that Activate Church loves you yeah. and loves people. Thank and so we thank you for thank that, Lord God. We thank you that you are with us as we do this, Lord thank God. You. That we are not alone. Thank, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Mobilize your church, God. Father God, I just declare that you are a tangible presence with us yes. in our gatherings ah. here at church. And Lord, that's not just the services and the gatherings on Sunday, but that yeah. is every time we meet where there's more than one or two, right. you are there in the midst of That's us. Right. So we just declare your presence is tangible for the Thank healings, you. the miracles, the salvations. And we just declare, God, that you want to be with us, yeah. that you hunger to be with us and you hunger for us to release you. So Thank God, you. we release you in this place even now yes. to expand and to grow and to be released fully in Thank all that we do in your name. Yeah. And we will see these miracles, salvations, and healings. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father God, thank you that um, we're alive at this time in history, Lord. Thank I just you, pray, Father God, that we would align ourselves with your purposes and yes. promises, Father yes. God. Your word declares that we are one body in many parts. And the hand cannot say to them, the foot, I don't need you because we need each other, Lord God. In order yes. to be able to carry out the purposes and the promises you. that you want us to carry out, we need we each other, Lord. So I just declare it over this city and beyond this city, Lord, that your purposes and promises would come to pass in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray for your truth, Lord. Yes. We pray for your truth to break out in the city, Lord. Yes. Lord, that as we declare the word, Lord, as we, as we quote what we know is the truth, Lord, that it's anointed in people's lives, that, Lord, we may see the Spirit rise up in the city. Lord, the same way that when Jesus spoke with authority and with power, Lord, it amazed those that were round about. Lord, we know the same Spirit that was in Christ is yes. now on us. Yes. And Lord, we, we, we claim this, Lord. We stand with you on this because we know it is your desire to reach the hearts of those yes. round about us. It is not your desire to, to see this city struggle. Yes. It is to see it thrive. Yes. It is right. to see that, that the folks would that. know you, Lord. Lord, that there would be your love and yes. their peace. Lord, in their lives, and in Jesus' name, we claim this, that your truth is everywhere in us, in in, in our mouths, in our actions, everything that we would do, in Jesus' name. Yes, we that in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Great. Um, Just as we were praying, God spoke to me, and He said to me, prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts now, because even as you are praying, even as you are speaking, a mighty wind is going to blow through this nation. And He is going to bring revival through our nation. The refiner's fire is coming let to the nation, be. so prepare your hearts. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Amen. How about we give Jesus a big hand, eh?
you can take a seat. Just before I get going, one of our values is belonging. And I have discovered over my short time on this planet that if I really want to feel like I belong, I've got to get involved. Anywhere. Anywhere. And um, church family, church community is no different to that. And I would really, uh, this morning I want to invite you. We've got places that you can get involved everywhere. Specifically this morning, I'd like to talk for a moment about our host teams. You know, the green t-shirts. And um, I think host team is the greatest, the greatest opportunity to serve. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. If, if I wasn't doing what I've got to do here at my place, and I often did it on a Sunday night, it would be on the door welcoming people as they come in. I love doing that. It is amazing what a friendly smile and a hello, how you're doing, can get to people and you get the opportunity to, to serve them communion. Well, that's quite an honour, isn't it? To serve communion in the house of the Lord. And, um, and, and lots of things. And, but just your presence. There is so much more we could do in the area of hosting if we had more people. Like how many of you, when you walked in today, out of the rain, would have thought, imagine if someone could have been standing outside my car with an umbrella as I got out in the rain. That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Well, we can do all that, but it comes down to a number of people who want to help and get involved. And so, why not join up? You don't have to do it once a month or something like that. Get involved. Have a good time. It's easy. It's a lot of fun. You work with a group of people. Everything's fun when you do it with a group of people. Well, most things. And um, and you'll enjoy yourself. And if you go to the hub after the, the gathering, you could just sign up, say, hey, look, I want to be involved in hosting. Get get involved. It's, it's a great thing to do. So, let's do that. Yes? Yes. Well, half of you got it. I want to speak a little bit in-house today. And um, if you're a guest, uh, if you're visiting with us, I really trust that you'll hear the principles through what I'm speaking about, although I am directing it in-house a little bit. If you look at my, in my, I look a little bit funny, it's because I have got that look in my eyes today. So fasten your seatbelt. Um, that's a positive thing. It just means you won't have to guess what I'm saying. I'll say it straight. <laughs> and um, there's two parables which have been resting in my spirit over recent times. And while I've tried to dismiss them, uh, they just stay there. So I've been asking the question, you know, Lord, what are you saying through these? What are you saying to me personally through these? But also, what are you saying to the church through these? So I thought I would read them to you. I'm not going to go into great depth with them, but I'll put them out there and you can, you can um, think about them. Obviously, a parable when it was first bought, when it was first taught, these are two parables of Jesus, it was spoken, it was told into a culture, into a cultural environment, into a cultural context. And our culture is different to that, but I think God is still speaking to us. Um, and wants to speak into the life of who we are as a church um, today. The first one is Luke chapter 14. It goes like this from verse 15, 16. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. 
that's the equivalent of just bought five cars and now I've got to test drive them. Who does that? No one. You test drive them first. Of course you do. Another excuse. And I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I now have a wife, so I can't come. Well, that's a good excuse, isn't it? I now have a wife, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the towns and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There is still more room. So his master said, Go out into the country lanes behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come, so that the house will be full. For none of those I've invited will get even the smallest taste of the banquet. The second parable is from Matthew chapter 20, verse 1. It reads like this. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay a normal day's wage and sent them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at three, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some people standing around. Standing around, He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pray for them. Oh, no, he didn't. He called the... <laughs> I was reading ahead a little bit. He called the foreman called the workers in to pay them. <laughs> Beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more. But they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour and yet you paid them as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Don't you agree? Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay the last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind or generous to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Provoking. There have been a number of significant prophetic words spoken over the church, over us, this year. And one that's um, stuck in my mind is simply this. We are nearly at the tipping point. We're nearly. It was in... It was in context to the effective prayer of the saints, our prayer. We are nearly at the tipping point. I, um, a week or so ago, I had a prophetic picture. I mentioned it somewhere. I can't remember where. I had a prophetic picture of a seesaw. You know at the park? You get the seesaw. You get the kids on the seesaw. And it was at tipping point, but I could see the people at the end lying, stretching back, trying to stop it tipping. And I felt, and I saw the picture, that it was going to tip. It's inevitable. But people were leaning back. And I get that sense, God saying, come on, lean forward. Just go with the motion. Go with the tip. Allow him to do what he wants to do. Allow him to tip the, tea, the seesaw, so to speak, and don't fight against him. 
I think both those parables that I just read to you have a sense of inevitability about them, of the, the goodness, the grace, the mercy, the generation, uh, generosity, sorry, the salvation of God, and that he wants to tip favor on our city. He wants to tip favor on our country. He wants to tip favor on our church. He's saying, come on, workers, get out there and work. I don't care whether you started at dawn, 9, 12, 3 or 5, just get out there and work. There is a harvest to be brought in, get out there and work. And at the same time, he's saying, with the, uh, the banquet one, he's saying, let's do whatever it takes to fill the room. Just go and find people. This week we were at our national conference, Acts Churches Conference in Auckland, and um, it was a challenging time. We had a uh, South African speaker, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have your moment. Go on, South Africans. Have your moment. He was all right, and um, and um, but he was he was extremely challenging. Now I heard two things because I really felt that God was saying to us, to me, to the wider body, to us, saying, "Come on, make your life count. Make it count." And uh, there are two things I really heard. And the first was, we're all called by God. We're all called by God and we're all called to kingdom purpose. All of us. No exceptions. We're all called to kingdom purpose. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're called there for kingdom purpose. It's not a soft option. It's God's option. He's got you there for kingdom purpose. I mean, I cannot go into the Waikato hospital and change the atmosphere. But if you work there, you can. I cannot go into a lawyer's office in town and bring a change of culture in there. But if you're a lawyer and you work in that office, you can, etc., etc., etc. Schools, um, workshops, whatever it is. I also felt that he was saying uh, that our identity was a key and that as we discover our identity in him, the next thing we discover is our call, or the words that were used this week was our I must. We each have our I must do in our lives. That's the call of God on us. I must do this. It's the call of God. It comes out of identity. When we realize who we are in Christ, we discover, we hear, we see the I must do in my world, in my area of influence. And as we do that, the kingdom of God gains momentum. It gains momentum. It moves forward. I like that. As a church, I think we have um, a growing sense of momentum at the moment. But I'm not all happy. Look around you for a moment. Do, do like, if your head does a 360, do a 360. Otherwise, go 180 one way, 180 the other. Now, today's not the best example because we're in the school holidays. But what do you see around you? Empty seats. There's empty seats. There's lots of empty seats. We have three gatherings on a Sunday because the idea was that we would allow capacity in here so that you could bring your friends, your family, your neighbours, whoever. And if you look around, if we bought one, maybe two people each, we'd be chocker. We would be chocker. Now, we do our gatherings different. We have three different styles of gatherings on a Sunday because I realize that people have different preferences. We like different things. It's like paint. There is light green, there is middle green, and there is dark green. 
We all have our preferences, and you have any color you want as long as it's green. <laughs> so we do things different ways, but we don't do things different ways. Just It makes it harder on the people that kind of pull things together. The idea is, I figure if you like gathering a certain way, you'll have people around you that like it that way too. And let's fill this place up. That parable. He went out and looked behind the hedges. He looked in the paddocks. He looked under whatever. He looked everywhere because the master wasn't happy unless the building was full. So the master gets every worker out that he can into the field. The harvest is ready, but the workers are few. So he says, come on, get out there. Get out there, get out there, get out there, work, outwork your purpose, your kingdom purpose, where you are, where I've placed you. And then when you come, come on, let's bring everyone we can find. Let's fill up the building. God deserves full buildings. He deserves full buildings. He likes full buildings. And I believe with all my heart, he'll get full buildings. It's not about the building. It's about out there, really. But we come together, don't we? We come together to refire, to worship, to praise, to, to, to go out there and do it again. But this is what I think the, the part of the reason is. This is why I think buildings aren't full. This is why I think um, we aren't seeing as many people come to know Jesus as we'd like to see. I think we're not sold out for the cause. I think when we look at the cause of Jesus Christ, we think of it as an option. When we look at the cause of the kingdom, we see kingdom stuff as an option. But it's not an option. If you've given your heart, that's weak. I hate it when people say that. If you've given your heart, um, no, if you've given your life to Jesus, if you've given your world to Jesus, kingdom isn't an option. If you've given your world to Jesus, kingdom is the only option. And even then, it's not an option. It's a must-do. Because we've given him our world. We've given him our life. We've sold out to him. So why would we consider kingdom stuff to be an option? I think it's because we don't actually know him. Because if we know him, the option goes. If we really know him, there is no other option. If we really know him, he burns and he stirs in our spirit and our whole lens, our whole perspective becomes kingdom of God. When it's not in line with kingdom, we get upset. There is no option. Prophetically speaking, I, I believe that we are at a tipping point and I declare growth, I declare breakthrough, I declare people coming to know Jesus. And I want to encourage you, fill this building. Here's the deal. It's not all about this building, but I know that when people who don't know Jesus Christ come into this building, they end up giving their lives to him. I see it. Week in, week in, out. We had three Ghanaian students with us um, a couple of weeks ago. You probably met them. They are three. I asked them, um, they, they were with us for a few days, and on the Tuesday morning I said, Come and tell me what you've seen. Tell me what you've observed. 
in the days that you've been here, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, just, just give it to me. They're totally objective. They're very, very clever man, men, very well-educated men, and they'd obviously been talking about them amongst themselves because they all used the same language. But a couple of things they said really were interesting. They said, when we walked through the door, we felt the tangible presence of God. They said it was, it was amazing. We felt the tangible presence of God as we worshipped God in the different styles of gathering. They were, it was the same in all the gatherings. We really sensed the presence of God. One of them said, when the presence of God is strong, he says, I just hear from God the whole way. And he said, I've just downloaded the whole time from heaven. And they went on to say this, but I don't think the people appreciate the environment that they're coming into. For them, it's just the normal environment. I thought, that's interesting. That's not a, it's not a slap. That's just, a, that's just a, a frog in a pot of warm water doesn't know how warm the water is. Not that you're frogs. <laughs> but green's all good. And um, uh, so, so what they were saying is, you know, as a objectively coming into the environment here, there is a tangible sense of God at work, a tangible sense of the power of heaven in this place. But do we realize it? Because to us, it's just home. It's just home. Never underestimate what God's doing here. Never underestimate what God is at work doing amongst people and in people's lives in this place. I, I sense, I really sense, and again, I actually think it's inevitable that if we don't partner with God to fill, He's going to just start to draw people from the streets, the alleyways, the paddocks, wherever it is, behind the hedges, and He'll do the job. But He's actually asking us to partner with Him. He's asking us to partner. He's asking us to get involved. He's asking us to be representatives of the kingdom of God. As I said, he deserves a full house. This is what I think the challenge is for us. I think we are missing some fundamentals of our faith. You see, identity is found in God. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Don't forget our agreement. Identity is found in God. So six people agreed, the rest of you don't agree. A nod doesn't cut it, remember? A nod doesn't cut it. Neither does a wink, neither does a nudge. We align ourselves to the truths of God with our yes and amen. And it's got to come out of the mouth. I nod to Jan all the time when she asks me to do something. I haven't got a clue what she said. I said, but it's true, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she can get a yes dear out of my mouth, chances are, yeah, then I'm in trouble if I forget. But that's the way it goes. So our identity comes from God, and when we discover our identity in God, he'll reveal our call or our must do, and as we discover our must do in God, we just can't help but get on board with the purposes of God. I've written it like this, our identity, our identity is in, found in God, which will reveal our call or our must, which will achieve your, my, our purposes in God's kingdom. That's true, right? Yes. But what I think we're missing is that our identity comes from revelation and revelation comes from prayer. Revelation comes from time in his presence. 
which makes it to me, it answers the mystery, if there was ever one, why God said, build me a house of prayer. Because that's where everything is seated in the kingdom. It all flows out of prayer because prayer is about intimacy. It's about relationship with God out of prayer. So then, uh, that's where our identity comes from. As we get to know God, that's where our identity comes. So how does the kingdom gather momentum then? God uses you and me. He uses you and I. That's how the kingdom of God gathers momentum. In the city of Hamilton... He uses the churches. The churches aren't buildings. The churches are people. The people meet in different buildings that are different colors because different people have different preferences and like things different ways. That's why there's so many churches and we don't all meet in one building. God's quite clever the way you work that out. More of them need green, but that's all right. We'll work on that. So, so God uses you and I. He uses you and I as we're obedient to him. Obedience is a sign of maturity. As we're obedient to Him, we take our place in the body of Christ. In other words, we find our purpose. And then as we use our gifts, etc., for His purpose, the kingdom of God expands. The kingdom of God gathers momentum. And what happens when the kingdom of God gathers momentum? People connect with Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's what He's all about. People connect with Jesus. So I think the process looks a little bit like this, and it really isn't rocket science. But He said... Build me a house of prayer. So we're working on that, yeah? We're working on that. Out of that house of prayer, your identity will be revealed. Out of that identity, your I must will be comprehended. Out of the I, um, the I must that's comprehended, action will take place and the kingdom of God will gather momentum. People will be connected to Christ. But I think here is part of the issue. We go, people will be connected to Christ. What's that mean? That means... Your family, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your uncle, your grandparents will be connected to Christ. What's your friends will be connected to Christ. You know those people you share life with, those people you do things with, those people you enjoy their company. Those people that you hang out with will be connected to Christ. The, your colleagues, those who you spend your days with in the office or at school or in the classroom, your colleagues will be connected to Christ. And when they're connected with Christ, they will be introduced to life abundantly. Life abundantly here. I didn't say life easily. I said life abundantly here. But even better than that, eternity. Eternity. There's a lot at stake. And I don't know if we comprehend that fully. Or maybe we don't want to comprehend it fully because it puts responsibility back on our shoulders. Can I suggest this morning that that responsibility that comes back on our shoulders should drive us to prayer? And then it goes through the process. Was it... Um, Tana Umanga, his favorite quote. We're not playing tiddlywinks. You know the rugby player? You look at me like, quite a few South Africans here. I know you just, you don't even want to know. How you, you know Wayne Swift was with us last weekend? I took him to see the Richie McCaw movie. An Australian. 
He went to sleep in part of it. <laughs> Unbelievable. The, we're not playing tiddlywinks. We, we've got a life. We've got a certain number of days. We've got a purpose. Why don't you reach out? Just touch a person beside you somewhere. There's someone sitting beside you somewhere. They, they've got purpose. They've got purpose. They're not just here filling in time. Not just here passing through for a good time. The second we gave our life to Christ, we gave him our world. And he said, fantastic, I've got a purpose for you. But it feels sometimes a little bit like the agreement that you and I have got. You forget about it unless I remind you. You will get there. I know you'll get there. I know. I'm not waiting three years, Lance. Three days. Three days. But it's a little bit like that. We forget. We forget that actually when we gave our lives to Christ, we didn't sign up with conditions. We didn't sign up with, I'll serve you on a Sunday between 10.30 and 12. Sorry, I went over. Uh, there were no conditions. He said, you give me everything. You die to self. I'm now more important to you than mother, father, sister, brother. He said, I want you everything or I want nothing. And our everything is about being purposed, is about being focused, is about being intentional with the kingdom of God. And it's so funny that those things are on the wall. Coincidental. That's what he asked for. One or two people each, this place will be full. We'll be going, we've got another squeeze, squeeze another gathering in the day. Do I want a full building for the sake of a full building? No, I don't. But do I, do I want to uh, work with an army of people that are going to bring transformation to our city? Oh, yes, I do. Absolutely, I do. Do I want to know that from Monday to Saturday, that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, we're promoting, we're pushing forward, we're adding momentum to the kingdom of God? Oh, yes, I do. I'm giving my life to that. And so did you when you said yes to Jesus. That's what you said yes to. You said, Jesus, take my everything. When you got baptized, you went down in the water. It was like that, that was signaling that you had died to self. And when you got brought back up, you're a new creature, new creature in Christ. Your priorities had changed. Your perspective had changed. Your walk had changed. Your direction had changed. Your language had changed. The way you carry yourself changes as we get a revelation of who we are in Christ and what he's called us to do. And I want to absolutely encourage you, go for it. Go for it. Two people die every second. It's a lot. That's 6,316 a day, roughly. That's 105 a minute. That's 55.3 million a year. Go to meet Jesus. Many of them aren't on favourable terms. Let's bring it closer to home. New Zealand, 100 people a day die in New Zealand. That's roughly the stats say 31,608 people passed away in New Zealand last year. That is roughly the size of Gisborne or Wanganui or Upper Hutt or Blenheim. 
went and stood before Jesus. And I wonder if he said, welcome, welcome, or if he said, I don't know you. And you and I have more authority, more influence, and more power than we realize as ambassadors of the kingdom. We've talked about all this stuff. None of this is new. I'm just pulling stuff together. More authority, power, influence than we realize to represent the kingdom of God in our sphere of influence. And we're talking people's eternities. Yes, we're talking life abundant. Yes, we're talking connecting and walking through life with our, with our creator, our savior. Yes, we're talking, as Peter spoke, um, of being connected to Jesus, having the, the slate of all our wrongdoing wiped clean and then starting again and walking a new life with him. But we're also talking eternal destiny. And eternity is a long time. It's a long time. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light, so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Father, I ask that today you would stir us. Lord, that you would stir an urgency in our hearts and our spirits to not observe, but to participate to the fullness that you desire. Lord, I ask that there'd be no sense of condemnation this morning, but there would be a great sense of conviction and of the call of God on every one of us that you've placed us here for a purpose. Nothing's accidental. That each of us have a sphere of influence and that we are ambassadors of your kingdom in that, that sphere. And Lord, I would release courage this morning in Jesus' name to not only be your hands and your feet, but also be your mouthpiece. Lord, that there would be great intentionality or purpose in our lives. That your kingdom would really be holding front and center stage in our plans, in our thinking, in our dreams, in our ambition. And that you would use us mightily in Jesus' name. While your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, He is the greatest. We heard as we received communion that He went to a cross, that He died, that He was risen from the dead. And you don't need to understand that fully this morning except to say 
that when that happened, it paid the price that God required for people to be reconnected to God. And now all we've got to do is put our trust, our faith, our hope in Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that He is Lord, we are connected with Him again. We, we use language, we, we are saved because it talks about us being reconnected with God, which not only gives us hope, purpose, meaning in this life, but gives us an eternity that is secure with Him. You can come to church your whole life, but never give your life to Jesus. You can spend a whole lifetime doing good deeds and never give your life to Jesus. Hey, you can be the best person in the room, the goodest, and never give your life to Jesus. And while those things are all admirable, the difference is only because of Jesus. As we surrender our lives to Him, as we say, Jesus, I want a journey with you now. I accept your gift. I'm going to walk with you. I choose you. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. It makes no difference to Him. He says it's from here forward. And today you may have never chosen Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, or you may have, and for whatever reason you've stepped back, and maybe the Holy Spirit's stirring you now, maybe your stomach's churning, or your hands are sweating, or your heart's pumping away. It's often the way the Holy Spirit speaks to us, saying, come on, you need to make a decision to get in line with Jesus. You need to make a decision to get in relationship with Jesus. He's saying to you that, come on, life's going to change from today. You're going to walk forward with Jesus. Do it His way. And as we close this meeting, I want to make sure that every person in this room has opportunity to make that decision. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you're saying, Jesus, I choose you today. I'll see your hand, but you're not responding to me. You're responding to God. You're saying, Jesus, I choose you. Today, I want to get connected with you. Today, I want to start a new life with you. Today, I want to come back and walk with you afresh. If that's you this morning, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. When you lift your hand, you're saying, yes, Jesus. I just ask that you'd hold it up long enough that I can just say I've seen your hand and acknowledge that. This is the most important decision anybody makes because it affects our whole eternity. This morning, if you want to say yes to Jesus, can you give me a wave? Let me see your hand. one hand already just going to wait a couple more seconds it's great I can see your hand up that's great Two people give me a wave.
Every time a person comes in line with the promises of God, every time a person gives their life to Jesus, the Bible tells us that the angels celebrate. I've seen two people lift their hands this morning. I reckon that is worth the biggest cheer. Come on. Give a great big praise. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Do you feel encouraged? Feel spurred on? I am. Spurred on to go. I, I love the picture that we often talk about of the rugby game, that this is the oranges break, or even I, even the, the start of the game, I love the haka before it. It's like we are ready to go, ready to go. Watch out, watch out. We're, we're moving into our city, aren't we? CIA, take the initiative this week. If you haven't seen the clipboard and you want to see the clipboard, put your name on it uh, to, for a space to pray this week. Where is the clipboard now?